morning and welcome. Let's uh, start off with a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we ask, thank you for allowing us to get to your word today. Father, we ask you to take myself out of the way. Let your true message sign through. Just open our hearts and minds to receive it. We ask this in the name of your son, Jesus. Amen. And uh, let's go ahead and start with our, our text today. And that comes from Jeremiah chapter 3 and verse 21. And a voice was heard upon the high places, weeping and flying the supplications of the children of Israel, for they have perverted their way, and they have forgotten the land of their God. Return ye backsliding children, and I will heal your backslidings. Behold, we come unto thee, and for our, our Lord God. Truly in vain is salvation hope from the hills and from the multitude of the mountains. Truly the Lord is our God of salvation of Israel. For shame has devoured the labor of our fathers from our youth and their flocks from thy herds and their sons and thy daughters. And we lie down in shame and our confusion cover us. For we have sinned against the Lord God and our fathers from our youth even to this day. We have not obeyed the voice of our Lord God. Sound like familiar things? All the way back then to all the way today. Not much has changed. We're doing the same thing. And uh, we've talked about it a little by little how we get to this point. How we tend to push God away. Not all at once, but little by little. And um, the title of today's message is Soul Pollution. And we're going to uh, look at this a little more today. And uh, I've got an example for you here. And uh, in my hand here is a, a bottle of purified drinking water with minerals for enhanced taste. And uh, we're all familiar with one of these. We've enjoyed one ourselves. This is a, a great blessing. You ever been walking through a, a hot place, maybe a festival, place like Disneyland, something you really put some miles on, and then the hot Florida sun. If someone was to hand you one of these, this is a real blessing because it, it's cold and it replenishes your thirst. And, and we've seen it. You know, we watch them drink it on TV. We see it in the stores. And we have these little, little things that we have, these little safeguards that tells us that everything's okay, that it's, it's normal. And for this little bottle of water, it's this little thing right up here. We have this little cap, and there's these little plastic tabs on there, and we see that it's sealed. And these days, almost all food has some kind of safety seal on it for our protection, knowing that it's not been tampered with. Now, if we were to twist, you hear that little click, them little tabs are breaking off and see we cannot put that back it can never be the same way it was again because we don't have the capability we can't bottle this ourselves so now that we have this bottle of water now that i've broke the safety seal on it if someone was to hand you this same bottle now if we're walking through they're giving out free water there's no problem whatsoever taking this from a stranger someone you've ever met because that safety seal is in order but when we look at it, the same bottle we've gotten from a stranger, if we see that safety seal broken, are we still going to partake? 
Maybe so. Maybe we don't even notice it. Maybe we don't even notice that the seal's broken. We see that the bottle's full. We don't see anything in there that's changed it in any way, shape, or form. So maybe we do. But what if there's a little bit missing now? We see it's not of the norm. It's different. So we look at it and we see, well, it's less than all the rest of them. So we wonder what is in here. And the thing is about pollution is it doesn't happen over time. It happens over time. It doesn't have to happen all at once. You know, when they had the great big oil spill out in the ocean uh, a few years back, it was contained to a certain area for a while because it was all in one place and it was big and easy to see. And little by little, it migrated into other places. Even things like our lakes and rivers, it takes years of pollution little by little to, to seep in and we can't really see it. When you have a new well dug, you have to take a water sample in and have them test for the purity of the water to see if there's anything harmful in it that might be harmful because we can't see it. And that's the same thing here. There's all kinds of things that I could put in this clear water that you couldn't see with the naked eye, but yet would be in there that would show up if you tested it. And that's how the, the world is getting to us, is little by little. We're letting little things in and not even realizing it. And the main reason this is happening is we are ignoring the safeguards. We are ignoring these little telltale signs that, hey, something isn't right that we might want to pay closer attention to, or we may want to avoid that all together. And these telltale signs come from the Word of God. And you know, I stand out here week after week after week, and I talk about the Word of God. And if uh, you're not listening from church today, if you happen to stumble across this in some other, some other way, some other platform, if you're not a, a hardcore believer, let's go back to the non-religious side of things. We'll go back to, to common sense. See, because whether you want to believe it or not, whether you've ever read the Word of God, whether you believe... The fact is that you are a creation of God. You are made in His image. And because of that, He has etched certain things on our hearts. Certain truths are there automatically. We are equipped with things that's going to give us guidance because they are inside us. They are God-given. We call these things a conscience. We call these things common sense. But what it actually is, is God working through us and guiding us, whether we believe or not. It's always been my preaching style to bring the Word of God, bring God to the world we live in today. I think it's great that we have all this knowledge of what God has done, what Jesus has done. And oftentimes there is a, a little bit of a divide there because the culture was so different and the time frame was so different. And 
sometimes it's hard to, to see God in this world that we live in today. And part of that reason is because Satan doesn't want us to see God in this world of today. And another reason is because this world is so different. So it's one of my goals is to bring the two together and give modern examples of how God is still just irrelevant today. And uh, so there's, there's lots of sources to do so. But it's been really challenging for me lately because it's hard to know where truth lies anymore because the media is not giving us truth. People in authority are not giving us truth. And sadly, now as people, as human beings, we are taking the path of least resistance. We are going with what sounds good and what looks good, and we're ignoring the little details. We take this bottle of water now that I've opened up and I've drank out of and have done no telling what else with. And because it looks clear, it looks good for consumption, then we partake. You know, that happened to, to somebody else one time too. And uh, back in, in Genesis... We have the uh, we have Adam and Eve in the garden, and um, there's a discussion about that tree. And uh, in chapter three and three, but the fruit. Of the tree in which the midst of the garden, God said, Thou shalt not eat of it, thou shalt not touch it, yet it surely die. And the serpent said unto the woman, Ye shall surely not die. For God does not want you to know that your eyes will be opened and be as God's, knowing good and evil. And listen to this. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and it was pleasant to the eyes, and the tree was to be desired to make one wise. She took the fruit, therefore, and did eat, and also gave unto her husband, and he did eat. Looky there. Same thing. We take a truth, something God said, and the world says, Satan says, no, that's not true. That it's only there to hold you back. You know, that's what most people's problem is with accepting God, with any kind of organized religion, is they feel like it's holding them back. That is keeping them from doing something. It's infringing on their freedoms. But in reality... God tells us these things not to suppress us, but to uplift us. 
Because we have to go through all of these steps in order to get to abundance. You know, the, the lottery is so popular because we think we can just scratch off a, a little thing with a coin and become instant millionaires. That we can match up some numbers and we can become rich. We can go out to Las Vegas or a casino and we can throw some money down and gamble and win big. And we have this idea that this will change everything and make everything instantly better. That our lives will be changed and be great and everything will be lacking will be better if we can just have these few things line up. But that's not the case. Everything that we do in life takes work. It takes dedication. Because we can't truly appreciate what we got with a lot if we don't appreciate what we have when we have a little. We can't be grateful with a lot when we can't be grateful with a little. We can't be giving with a lot when we can't be giving with a little. We have to work our ways up. Everything in life is like this. We start out as a little baby and we learn and we grow and we mature. You know, we always say, I wish I knew then what I knew now. That's the process of life is growing up and maturing. You know, school is just the opposite of the way life works. In school, they prepare you, prepare you, prepare you, prepare you, prepare you, and then they give you a test. But in life, we have the test first. And after we go through the test, the challenge, the trial, that's where the education comes in. That's where the preparing comes. That's where the education is. The world is not in God's image. We are in God's image and we are living in the world. So, little by little, we are being polluted. And, and we see this. The, the world is presenting things to us. And it works just this same way. Because God tells us something. And because now, because God is so not important as a majority, because churches are being shut down, and the ones that are still open, we have little attendance of it because it's not important anymore. There's so many other things out there in the world that we can go on doing. The Bible is not being read. The Word of God is not being taught. And when it is being taught, it's being censored, and it's being molded, and it's directed to pleasing the people's ears instead of saving the people's souls. So we have something that looks good. We have something that sounds good. But we have something that is totally an illusion. Every time God does things, it's always not going to make sense to us. Because... We don't have the comprehension of everything that God sees. God has everything laid out. And God doesn't work on the principles of the world. 
You know, we, we have this thing. We have got to trust in science. We have got to trust in science. We got to trust in science. Well, we can to a point. But there's every there are certain things that science doesn't understand because science doesn't take God into consideration. When someone is miraculously healed, that is not science. That is God. When someone recovers from some, something that is uncurable, that is not science. That is God. Science can explain a lot, but it can't explain everything. We have responsibility. Face it, folks. We have became very lazy. You know, back in the time of Jesus, he, he walked around, go from place to place, spreading the gospel. And people had to come to him. They traveled. They gathered. We see the examples. The one fellow, he had to be brought down through the roof to get to him. We have a woman, she blasted through the crowds just to be able to touch the hem of his garments to be healed. We had leopards that came through and violated the rules of the time just to be able to get to him to be healed. People were willing to go to great lengths to get to God. And now, through the sacrifice of Jesus, we can come to Him at eat and any time during the day. Any time the need strikes us, the want strikes us, we can talk to God. We can go to Him directly. We don't have to go through a person. We don't have to go through a priest. We don't have to go through anything else. We have His Word. He has given us His Word. We can get into it. We can read it. And through prayer, through meditation, through going to God, we can have a greater understanding of His Word and what it means, what it represents. And that is our responsibility. He has given us everything we need to work with. But we have to use it. You can have a garage that has every single tool known to man to be able to complete any kind of job. Manuals in there to tell you how to do it. But if you don't walk in and pick up the tools and go to work, it's never going to happen. We have to pick up the tools that God has given us and we have to go to work. But we're lazy because we can sit back and we can watch what is being fed to us. And you have to wonder why 
There is such a push for all these different things. Why is it are we being force-fed certain topics so hard? Why is certain things being suppressed so bad? Right here in 2020, every time the President of the United States makes an address, there is some kind of comment attached to it that these things might be disputed. When the leader of the greatest nation in the world can't speak freely, there is a problem. When things are conspiring together to create the same type of story, we need to take notice. We need to see what God has to say about the situation. The world is big. Since the fall of man, Satan has gained ground. Each and every year, with each and every generation... He has been gaining ground. Because we're taking the easy way out. You know, we look at the Word of God and we look at the people that stand up and walk with Him and they all have their challenges because the world wants to shut down People that stand with God, that stand for God, that stand with God, that do for God. You know, we look at our own lives and we wonder why we challenged all the time, why things are so difficult. And I believe a lot of times it's simply because of a strong belief in God. Because, because, when we stand with God, when we love Jesus, that causes a hatred in Satan. Satan hates us for that. And any time that he's willing to cause a little turmoil to make our lives a little bit harder, a little bit more desperate, and have that little bit of chance of turning us away, he is going to take it. To stand with God means to go against the grain, to go against what is normal that the world says, to go against the masses. And that's going to cause opposition. It's going to be cause us not to be liked all the time, to be different. God challenges to be different because his people are special. His people are one of a kind. His people are different. And it's a good different. When I look at this world and the condition it is in, I do not want to be part of this world in any way, shape, or form. I want to be part of the kingdom of heaven. And that's where we have to execute our responsibility. And we, we see the little bit of pollution that's coming in. We need to say no. We need to say no to the media. No to the news. 
No to the lies. No to the things that just don't make sense. We heard the the name Dr. Fauci. And he tells us all these things. But you know, Dr. Fauci is not appointed by God. Nor there has ever been any kind of election whatsoever that has appointed him to be the leader of the free world. But yet it seems like he has a lot of say into it. We need to go back to what God says. God says that no weapon formed against you shall prosper. God says by the stripes of Jesus we are healed. Our armor, our strength comes from the Word of God, not from a paper mask. Our salvation comes from Jesus Christ, not from a doctor on the TV. Our truth comes from the Word of God, not from CNN. Our future, our hope comes from the Lord. We have a responsibility to know the truth. And to have that truth, we have to seek it. We have to want it and we have to believe it. There's two stories. There's the one of Satan. There's the one of the world. And there's the one of Jesus and the one of God. Which side do you want to choose? We need to make our decisions and make them quick and start putting action to our words. Bow with me, please. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this opportunity today, Father. Father, we ask for strength. And Father, we ask for for conviction in our hearts, Father. We ask you to challenge us each and every time that the world presents something to us that's not in line with what you have for us, Father. Father, we ask that you... Show us the way. Take the scales from our eyes, Father. We ask you to to give us a a burning in our hearts to want to learn and want to love and want to be part of your family, Father. Father, we ask for the ones that are struggling, the ones that are lost, Father, to see that beacon of light that you put off, Father, and to come running to you. Father, we ask for us Christians, Father, that has accepted you and believe, Father, that we will strengthen our faith and be a help to the one, Father, that they can have a safe haven to come to, Father, and to turn away from the darkness to come into the light, Father. We ask that anyone struggling to make that decision, that they have a hole in their hearts and their souls, Father, that needs to be filled, that that can be happening today, that shackles will be broken and lives will be changed. And we ask this in the name of your Son, Jesus. Amen. Page 382. Page 382.